We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the Positively Real podcast. I'm your host and your coach, Brittany King. How are you doing today, my friend? Seriously, I hope that you have a good answer for that. If the answer is fine, come on, let's dig deep. What is the emotion that you're feeling today? I'm asking because today's episode is all about feelings. And the reason that we're going to talk about feelings today is because I have dedicated my platform, my Instagram, my podcast, my emails, everything this month is going to be surrounding mental health. And it is an honor of mental health awareness, but this topic needs to be on top of mind all the time because without our emotional and mental well-being, we literally have nothing. And this is a really important topic for me because I have had my fair share of mental health problems and I never actually realized that they were an issue for me until I was out of it. And, you know, looking back, it all makes sense. And being diagnosed with ADHD at the age of 10, I kind of just always felt like there was something wrong with me emotionally and mentally, and it always felt very magnified. And I never talked about it because I felt a lot of shame around feeling different and asking for help and not understanding why certain things were much more challenging for me than the people around me. And I was really good at compartmentalizing and pushing those thoughts and emotions away because I just leaned into being happy all the time. And people always said like, you're so happy. And I thought that that was the point of life was to be happy. So any of the difficult, challenging emotions that I felt, I would just shove down. So for a long time, I was very emotionally detached. And when something happened and I didn't know how to handle it, I would shut down and often disassociate. And that was kind of my pattern for most of my life until I really woke up to the power of our emotions and mental well-being and really leaning into that. And the breaking point for me was when I was in my mid-20s and I was kind of in my uh, party girl phase of life. And what I was really doing was just avoiding emotions by partying the way that I was partying and doing all the things that I was doing and not taking care of myself. And I was in a very dark hole. Now I would work out all the time, sometimes three times a day. And that's when I felt my best. And that was because I was around other people and I was getting, you know, reinforcement and validation of, you know, the person that I thought that I was. Um, but when I was alone, I had terrible, terrible thoughts about myself. And I experienced a lot of self-pity and a lot of self-loathing and just indulged in those emotions. And I often felt like a victim of my life. And I would blame external circumstances all the time for how I was feeling. And I was so focused on my physical health. And it's funny because 
when I talk about physical health, it was more just like physical activity because I would work out all the time, but then I would just treat my body terribly. And then as soon as I started taking care of my body, my mind started clearing up about myself. And that's kind of the moment in my life that I realized that there was a connection between the mind and the body and the body and the mind. And and of course, the soul. And that kind of led me down this path and this journey to where I am today. So this is a very important topic for me because I have had my fair share of experiences with mental wellness. And then I also help people all the time learn how to manage their thoughts and harness their emotions because emotions, feelings, whatever you want to call them are the most important thing. And I wish that I had learned this at an early age because I felt like if I wasn't happy, there was something wrong. And the only thing that was wrong was thinking that there was something wrong. So first I want to start by talking about what the difference is between a feeling and a sensation. And a sensation are involuntary and they start in the body. Okay. So that is a sensation. They start in the body. Now a feeling or an emotion starts in the brain and they are a vibration that we experience in the body. So our feelings are created by our thoughts, by what we think. And a lot of times, and I know I was in this boat, I thought that my feelings I had no control over them, and they were caused by circumstances outside of me. But the truth is, all feelings come from our thinking. So it's really helpful to understand, like when we are emotionally mature, we actually can have a diverse vocabulary for how we're feeling, and it's usually described in one word. This is really important because I know in the beginning when I was starting to really open up to my emotions, I would always use the word like good or fine. And that was because I was so emotionally detached from myself. Like I was just totally disconnected. I didn't actually know what I was feeling. So why do feelings matter? I mean, feelings are so important. And the reason being is our feelings drive our actions. So because our feelings come from our thoughts and our thoughts create how we feel, our instinct is to be like, okay, well, I just don't like how this thought is making me feel. So I need a better thought. And we try to thought swap. And it's not as simple as just coming up with a new thought, especially if you don't believe that thought yet. The first step to any work is increasing your awareness. So before we can change anything about our results in our lives, our actions, our emotions, we have to start paying attention to what's going on in our brain. We have to start paying attention to our thinking. And then when we pay attention to our thinking, we notice that we are feeling a certain way. So we pay attention to our thinking, and then we notice that we're feeling. And this is just something that I know I never did, and most people don't. We just go about our life on autopilot and just assuming, like, this is just how I am, and this is just how I'll always be. So for most of our life, we go around thinking that once we get the job, we're going to feel the way that we want to feel, or the car, or the house, or the relationship. 
And it's great to have those desires for ourselves and for the people that we love around us. But the truth is like what we really want are the feelings that we believe that we'll have once we reach or achieve those things. So when we're talking about goals or we're talking about like wanting a new car, it's like, well, what is the feeling? Like, what are you going to feel if you get the new car? Or what are you going to feel if you get promoted? That's what we want. It's just this change in vibration in our body. It's not really the thing. And we go about our whole life believing that it is the external, something outside of us is going to make us feel better. So I just want you to take a moment and think about it. Think about what you want. All right. Do you know what you want? So now I want you to go a little bit deeper. What do you really want? Like, what do you really, really, really want? What's that next layer? And then the next thing I want you to ask yourself is how you believe you'll feel when you get what you want. So how do you think you're going to feel when you get what you want? So for example, let's say you want a promotion, right? Like you want that promotion at work. You're working on working your way up the corporate ladder, And then a layer below that is like, well, I want to make more money. It's like, great, awesome. And then really that next layer is like, okay, well, how will you feel? Like, how do you think you'll feel? You are making more money. And it could be abundant. It could be supported, stable, successful. It could be anything. But that just shows that it's not the promotion right? It's not that external piece. It's how you're going to feel. It's the feeling you desire. Okay. And this is the best news ever when you understand that all of our feelings come from our thoughts and you get to choose your thought. That's the best part. Now, this is a game changer because this means there is no more just waiting around to get what you want. Okay. So let's say you want a new house and we get to the root of why you want it. You might discover that you want more space or a nice environment for you and your family. And then if we dig a little bit deeper and ask, you know, what do you think you'll feel? You might say calm. You might say peaceful. You might say content. And if that's what you're really after for trying to get a new house, that's amazing because you can actually be peaceful, calm, and content right now by choosing thoughts that are going to create that vibration in your body. Now, there is no problem in wanting a new house or a promotion to make more money, but understanding and recognizing what you really want is to feel a certain emotion. That is a powerful realization. All of those feelings are available at any time, regardless of the job, regardless of the house, regardless of the relationship. So tapping into how to create those feelings now is going to help you get what you want in the end because a positive emotion leads to a action that's going to create that desired result. Are you tracking with me? Cool. Let's keep going.
So as humans, we typically don't like to feel negative emotions. We don't like how they feel. So most of our actions, our behavior is an attempt to change that emotion or avoid them. And this is so important because we need to tap in and be able to identify what we're feeling. Most of us, like I said earlier, are unaware of what we're feeling and have a hard time labeling our emotions. And I know that was the case for me. So the way that my life started to really fully change and not just like momentarily or temporarily, I like really sustainable lasting change was when I became aware of what I was feeling in the present moment. And that is so juicy. Isn't that amazing to just be able to tap in to how you feel in a given moment? Now, the first day of the Be Kind to Your Mind Challenge, that was the number one. That was our first thing. The first practice was setting a reminder on our phone and just checking in with how we feel. So the way that I like to describe what an emotion is, is a vibration in the body caused by a thought. And it's different than a sensation because that sensation is a vibration created in your body. So this is hunger or fatigue. Now, it can get kind of complicated because hunger and fatigue can be feelings, right? Like, have you ever noticed how tired you feel when you're in a boring meeting at work or how hungry you get when something triggers you? (laughs) So it can get a little confusing, but there is a difference between a sensation and a feeling. So as you kind of start doing this work or getting curious, it's important to recognize the difference between a sensation and an emotion. So I mean, there's a lot of things that I would go back and wish I learned, and that's why I'm doing this now. But this is a curriculum that we, I, I believe we should have learned way back in the day because we're not taught how to feel our emotions. Like think about what we're taught about emotions. It's like, oh, why are you sad? Cheer up, right? Like as soon as we ask like, why is someone down? It's making it seem like there's something wrong or there's something wrong with them, right? And then as we're kids, we're told like, oh, you make me so happy when you do that. Or if someone hurts your feelings, you go to someone else and you're like, oh, Sally hurt my feelings. And so we're just taught that everything outside of us is responsible for our emotions. And that's very powerless. Like we, if, if everything outside of us is controlling how we feel on the inside, we'll completely be powerless for our whole entire life. And because we're not taught how to feel our emotions, we often get confused about why we have certain results in our life. Now, feeling is an ability that most of us need to learn because we're taught by media and social conditioning that we need to escape emotions. Like, where's the eject button, right? And we're often taught that positive emotions aren't enough by themselves. They need to be heightened by doing something or purchasing something. And there are three things that happen when we experience an uncomfortable emotion. And I've talked about this before, but it's so important. So I'm going to continue to talk about this until you can really embody and understand these practices. So the first thing we like to do is resist them. Now we get confused by this because we think that resisting an emotion is the same thing as feeling an emotion, but it doesn't create any relief. 
It's the difference between opening the door of an emotion or trying to hold it shut. They both seem productive, but resistance just creates more tension and it perpetuates the emotion. So it's like if you're resisting it, there's a ginormous wall. And I like to view emotions, like especially the difficult ones, as a wave. If it hits the wall, it's just going to bounce back and come back even bigger. So that is the first thing we do. We resist. The next is react. And this is yelling, screaming, crying. And it's not the same thing as feeling. When we are acting out our emotions, we seem to be releasing something, right? We're like kind of feeling it, but what we're actually doing is just acting out and not processing or feeling them at all. So feeling does not look like acting. Feeling is just something you can do by sitting in a chair and experiencing the vibration through your body. Like that's the difference. And the last thing that we do is we avoid. And our culture has made it very, very easy to avoid emotions. And it's the norm. It's the acceptable thing to do. Two ways that we avoid our emotions is by overeating and overdrinking. And I guess I could add on to that because I think we avoid emotions by like working as well, like just getting, you know, going all in on our work and not taking breaks. So the thing about all of this, we don't realize that we're doing this right? Like we don't realize that this is what's going on. So it's important that we know the difference between feeling, which is just literally sitting, absorbing, feeling the vibration, right? Or avoiding, resisting, and reacting. Like it's important to know when you're doing it. And it kind of comes back to that first part, which is just awareness, like being just aware, like, oh, I'm feeling overwhelmed. And I went to the pantry and I ate chips. Like that's kind of being aware of like, oh, because I was a, because I was feeling this vibration and I just didn't allow it. I decided to try to escape it by eating something to give me false pleasure. So when we're doing this, it's important to tap into the feelings that you have. So when you become more conscious of your emotions, you're going to spend a lot more time observing yourself. And at first, this is weird, right? It's not going to come naturally. This is not a skill that we have. That's why meditation and mindfulness are some of my favorite practices because it helps me give space between myself and my emotions because I know that I'm not my emotions and I know that I'm not my thoughts. So when you become the observer, the watcher, it gives you that space that you need to really fully understand that. I know personally, I used to be afraid of feeling. I didn't know how to regulate my emotions. And I think because of, you know, being diagnosed with ADHD, I like was completely, I didn't have the the support to actually understand that how I was feeling because instead of diving into what was going on, I just was given medication. So then I became an adult and I still never had the skill of feeling an emotion because I was afraid of what that emotion would make me do or what would happen. So when I was feeling a difficult emotion, I would react. Oh my gosh, I was just like such a mess when I was younger because I didn't know what to do. Um, And I think it was because I was afraid of feeling. And then once I learned that feelings are harmless and they really cannot hurt us, it kind of changed. I was like, okay, let me see if I can open up to this. So a feeling is a vibration. That's it. That's it. Nothing more. It's just a vibration in our bodies. And the best thing about it is you can feel an emotion without having to take any sort of action or reacting at all. So 
when you're going through this, and I mentioned this in the last podcast episode, but when we're just like tapping in to how we're feeling, it can change everything. It can change the outcome. It can change the results. It can change your relationships. I mean, it will change all of the things if you just tap into this practice of allowing how you feel, right? So some of the questions that I like to ask, and I talked about this in the um, episode about the moon, like leaning into kind of uncovering our shadows, but just diving in, dropping in, you know, what are you feeling? Where do you feel it in your body? Does it have a color? Is it hard or it's soft? Is it fast or is it slow? Does it make you want to react? How does it make you want to react? You know, why am I feeling this? Just getting into that practice can shift how you're feeling because you're breaking the pattern of thinking that created the emotion in the first place. So allowing an emotion is a skill. It's a skill. So it's going to take some time. And you have to learn and practice it. And it's not something you ever master because you can have to continue to practice it. It might become, you might become more aware of when it's time to allow, but it's not something that you ever just figure out. And you're like, okay, on to the next thing. So when you allow an emotion, you just let it be there. It's just a part of your experience. It's different than pretending like it's not there. Like I know with anxiety, I never thought I had anxiety until I started doing this work. And I realized that I have this like undercurrent of anxiety, which was a buildup of avoiding other emotions. And so you can see how if you avoid the emotion or you pretend like it's not there, it's just going to come back and it might manifest in other ways. So the most important thing to do when you're in this work is practice compassion right? Like understand yourself. It's not about changing thoughts. It's not about changing circumstances. It's not about changing emotions. Like that's not what this is about. This is about noticing and observing with compassion. You hear me talk about compassionate curiosity all the time because it's, it is so important to understand what's going on. And a lot of this is like built up emotion from like childhood or like intense experiences. So it's like coming and nurturing yourself and having that love and compassion of like whatever you're experiencing and allowing it to just be valid and real instead of bad, right? We're like told it's like bad or good and it's not. It's just being a human. So if you can observe with compassion, right, and being curious of like, ooh, what's going on? How am I feeling? Just walking through those questions, right? Moving toward it, opening your heart up to it knowing that you can handle an emotion. I like to tell myself if there's something going on, like this current, I just like to be like, I'm safe to feel. I'm safe to feel. Like that's kind of my mantra as they like drop into my body. It's just a vibration. It's safe to feel. And that allows me to open my heart up to it and move towards it instead of away from it. Now, when you do these practices, your body is going to want to tighten up against it. And that's okay. Just notice it and then release it right? Let the emotion, let it be there. Let it buzz. Let it be heavy. Let it vibrate. Let it agitate. Let it do its thing. Follow it. Observe it. Watch where it goes, right? Like allow what the emotion needs to do in your body because it can feel super uncomfortable, but you don't have to suffer, right? As soon as you're observing and describing the emotion, you'll feel yourself soften and then you can accept the emotion without any judgment and you can just notice it. 
So I had this experience the other day. I was speaking on a panel and public speaking has always been like, I've always, it's always, I've been a terrified of public speaking my whole entire life. And I think that was a big part of like not wanting to be seen or heard and just wanting to just get by. And that had a lot to do with um, my experience as a child. So now as an adult, when I public speak, it's always this like, oh, like I feel sick sometimes, right? And yesterday I was speaking in front of a group and I was on a panel. It wasn't just me, um, but I could feel it. I could feel it. And it was this pulsing. It was this pulsing feeling like right in my solar plexus. And I have never been so aware of that before. I think in the past I would try to resist it or avoid it. And I just breathe and I just noticed it. And I just like put my feet on the ground and I grounded myself and I was present. And it was just a part of my experience. I talked and I shared and I like was vulnerable and I opened up about my um, experience and my entrepreneurship and my journey of starting a business. And I was reflecting back on that. And it was just so amazing to just be in that space and feel that emotion. And also, share authentically and real. And that has taken time. This is not a skill that just like happened. I had to really work on this. But because I've learned to allow these more challenging emotions like sadness and grief um, and frustration and anger and pain, these other more subtle ones when it's like in situations that are great, but that vibration of fear or, you know, I like, I don't, I think it was, I don't, the, the the vibration was, um, it was, it was anxiousness, but it was this like really intense pulsing. And I know it was just like that fear of being in front of people, of being rejected. So I just like had to like walk my mind through it of being like, it's all good. You're going to like, everything is totally fine. And I was able to just like drop in and, and really be in that moment. And I've learned through having the miscarriage, like it, it has shaped me in such a powerful way because I've learned that like difficult emotions, like sadness and grief, um, they're just a part of my experience. So sometimes I just am like carrying this heavy purse of emotion around and it's okay. It's just like a part of the experience. It's part of the experience and it doesn't change how I show up. I'm still me. I'm still positive. I'm still energetic. I'm still that person. But I also know that there's this like heavy backpack that I'm carrying around and it's not bad and it's not good. Right? I've just, I'm, I'm just aware of, of this experience and I don't react to it. And it's really empowering because it's changed the relationship I have with myself, but also with the people around me. And I think like just being that compassionate observer is so powerful because I didn't think something was wrong. Like I could have had a thought like, you've been doing this for a long time. Why are you still feeling this way? You shouldn't be feeling anxious, blah, 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 right? Like I could have been judgmental, but I wasn't. I was loving and I was kind to myself and that transformed my experience. So when we're going through this, you know, getting in tune with our emotions, getting in the practice of just checking in, my having to like set a reminder, be like, what are we feeling today? You know, like just begin, like morning, afternoon, and evening, just that check-in because having that awareness is going to transform your life and how you experience the world around you. So let's talk about what are the feelings you want to create, Because everything that we do is based on how we think we will feel. It becomes so important to think about what we want to feel. And we can create any feeling we want to create at like on a regular basis. We don't have to wait for the thing to happen that we want 
to happen, we can create it now. Now, I find that sometimes when I ask people what they want to feel, they actually don't know because they're so stuck in their current way of thinking and feeling. And a lot of times they don't have a thought about the specific feelings they most want to feel in relation to the results or outcomes that they want. So it's difficult to have a desire for peace or comfort um, and a desire to build a business at the same time, right? If you want peace and comfort, building a business is not the path that you want to take, right? Now, it could be peace and comfort later on when you have an established business, maybe a business that you're ready to sell or after you sell your business. But like right now, like let's say you want to build a business, peace and desire is not going to be the emotion that you want to feel. So it's really important to just get into this practice of talking about feelings, actions, results that you want so you can stay aligned with your journey and your path. And I want to talk a little bit about indulgent emotions because this happens um, to me all the time. And we don't because we indulge in emotions quite a bit, we don't realize what emotions cost us. Because emotions can actually be habitual and they are often a way that distract us from another emotion that needs to be addressed. So some of the most common indulgent emotions that we feel are worry, confusion, and overwhelm. Have you felt worried, confused, or overwhelmed in the past week? I know that I have. So sometimes we think that worry, confusion, and overwhelm are just an effect of our life circumstances. These emotions are totally optional and very detrimental. And when we can realize that they're optional, we can create some serious change in our life. Okay, so the last thing that I'll leave you with is just kind of a general overview on feelings. Feelings are a part of the human experience. And we have to have the contrast of positive and negative feelings to make all feelings possible. Think about it. If we only experienced positive emotion, we wouldn't even know what positive was, right? Like we wouldn't know if we didn't know what sadness was, right? So if we can't appreciate the beauty without the ugliness. And so many of us think that life needs to be better than it is. And we just want there to be more good in the world than bad. And this way of believing and thinking can actually cause more pain. So think about this. The human experience is supposed to be a balance of positive and negative emotions. And if you truly accept this concept, you will be in a world with much less negative about the negative. Think about it. If we could just stop hating the hate, there'd be less hate. So when we can just allow ourselves to know like, okay, I'm going to experience 50% positive and 50% negative, we get to experience so much more aliveness because it's not like something is wrong with us or we're avoiding or reacting the negative emotion. We just allow it to be a part of our experience. Does that make sense? So when we can understand how to, the, the balance of positive and negative emotion your power in the world and your ability to change it increases. Let's talk about 10xing your emotional well being. So, if you can really harness this power and understand that there's a balance of positive emotion and negative emotion, you will be limitless. 
So our work lies in creating that balance on purpose. So the concepts that I really want you to kind of sit with today, we create the thoughts in our mind that create the feelings in our body. Okay. That's number one. Number two, the human experience is a balance of positive and negative emotions. That is what it means to be a human. And the last is we have the ability to create, allow, and resist emotions. And you are in total control of that. So our evolved language has increased our need for emotional awareness. Our emotions have evolved as our brains have evolved. Our thinking causes our emotions. So as our thinking has become more sophisticated with the expansion of language, so have our emotions. And our brains have moved into new territories of thought. And because our brains have moved into new territories of thought, our emotions have also moved to new territory. Now, this is exciting news, but it only works for us if we develop our understanding of the balance. So if our language and thought patterning convinces us that we need to be happy all the time and negative emotion is something that we need to get rid of, we're going to get lost in thought loops and then we're going to end up buffering. And what buffering is, is indulging or um, trying to escape hitting the eject button on an emotion. So buffering comes from our need to experience more pleasure than pain. Now, when we can fully accept that pain and discomfort is healthy and it's a part of being a human being, we can release the need for false pleasure and therefore we will not have to buffer. Now, if our thoughts create our feelings, think about how much pain these thoughts have brought into the world. Okay, so let's see, Um, you know, people shouldn't hurt each other. There should be no mental illness. There should be no abuse. There should be no hate. People should be kind. Right? Like these thoughts can cause so much unnecessary and unhelpful suffering. Now, the last thing I will leave you with is I say this all the time and I will say it again and again, discomfort is the price of growth. So in our effort to be happy all the time, we avoid being uncomfortable because we think it's going to help us evolve and inspire us to make our dreams come true. Now, if we would be willing to fail and try courageously to accept the emotional balance 50% of the time then we can experience the beauty and the magic of being a human being. So consider this your permission slip to not having to be happy all the time. You don't have to feel guilty or shame for not being happy all the time. I know it can be challenging because in our modern world, we are constantly being bombarded with images of people on social media that have perfect hair and perfect skin and perfect lives and perfect everything and that they're happy all the time. And then you compare yourself to them and you think, oh my God, there's something wrong with me because I'm looking at all these people and they're all happy. Why can't I be? So if you can release that 
and realize that it is no longer a goal to be happy all the time, you can live the human experience in a much more beautiful and authentic way. So say it with me. We're going to choose humanness over happiness to have more peace in our life. Humanness over happiness. Giving yourself permission to be a human being. Allow your emotions to be there. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong if you're feeling a difficult emotion today or any day. So hopefully this episode helps you kind of understand how our thoughts create our emotions and what that experience is like. If you want to dive a little bit deeper into this work, holla at your girl. I love this topic so much and I'd be so happy and willing to help walk you through managing and feeling your emotions. Remember, humanness over happiness, humanness over happiness. All right, my friend. If you haven't signed up for the Be Kind to Your Mind Challenge, do so now. You can join at any time. You can start taking action on these practices at any time. The whole point of this challenge is to help you get in tune with your emotions and just be preventative towards your mental and emotional well-being. Super excited to continue to bring awesome, awesome content to you this month. If there's any topic that you want me to cover any questions that you have send me a message you can send me a dm on the gram you can also send me an email and if you enjoyed this episode i would be so grateful for a review um, and just any sort of feedback i love hearing from you all right my friend until next time remember humanness over happiness love yourself and let your light shine because you're so worthy of it my friend until next time <laughs>